Today, we are tackling the subject of how to properly withdraw money from your nest egg. This is one of the most complex parts of retirement planning. Get it right, and your savings stands a better chance of lasting you throughout those golden years. Get it wrong, and you face a dire, dire risk of outliving the amount of money that you have saved. By the end of this conversation today, you will be equipped with some very smart frameworks to generate consistent retirement income that supports the lifestyle that you actually want. I'm excited to unlock this critical knowledge so you can pursue retirement that you've been dreaming of with confidence. Let's get started. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Welcome to the Financial Mirror as we continue to improve the one thing that we can control ourselves. If this is the first time you are joining in, thank you for joining here at the Financial Mirror. It is not about the numbers and spreadsheets alone, but about transforming and educating you on money so you can make smarter financial decisions. If this is your first time joining in, don't forget get to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, go ahead and like the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave that five-star review and that written comment as they both go a long way in spreading this information with more listeners. Now, today we're talking retirement and I want to first emphasize this. This episode is not just for those that are retired. This is an episode that's about retirement planning, how to get prepared for retirement. And if you're 20 years old, lucky you, you are listening to this at just the right and optimum time to actually prepare for retirement. If you're 45, you wish you were 20 years old and you wish that you were preparing for retirement. So 20 year olds out there, teenagers, mid twenties, thirties, even, uh, lucky you, you found this at the right time in your life and go and talk to any 40, 50 year old. And they'll be like, and I, and I don't care if they're millionaires, they would tell you, I wish I would have started earlier. Every one of them will tell you, I wish I would have started earlier. So I'm here to tell you, congratulations, you found this at just the right time because you have the chance to start earlier. And uh, I am going to do an episode coming up. And and I think that it's, uh, it's funny that these kind of like segue together, but I'm going to do an episode about like, what do, what would you tell your younger self, right? And just go over some of the common things that people tell. And then, you know, obviously it let out a couple of things that I wish I could tell my younger self. Uh, that would have put me in a better position than, than I am today. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for everything that, that I've been blessed with, but I, there's obviously things that if I could go back and do again, there are particular things that I would, uh, definitely not do the same or that I would do that I failed to do. Uh, so either way, I do look forward to creating that episode and sharing a couple of those things with you. And obviously hopefully spawn some questions that you can ask yourself these things and figure out what are some of those things that you wish you would have done and that you didn't do. But that is not what this episode is about. This episode is about retirement planning. So without further ado, today I want to go over how you can make the most out of all of your hard-earned retirement savings. 
Okay, because without a strategy around retirement, you could end up drawing too much money out of that account and come up short during your retirement years. So it's very important that you understand exactly how you're going to withdraw your money and in what order out of what account and those type of things. Because if you come up short, like you don't want to be 85 years old out of money for retirement and not really like you kind of been out of the workforce for a year or two to be a, you know, to, to, to give you the downs or the, the, the small side of it. Uh, you've definitely been out of work for a little while. Remember that, that, that retirement is about planning. It is about planning and most people don't. So today I want to go over some withdrawal strategies that'll help you uh, minimize taxes, but also avoid penalties for early withdrawals potentially. Uh, remember, there are rules and regulations around withdrawing money from your retirement accounts, and I want to make sure that we address those. But more importantly, I want to go over these because I don't care where you're at in your journey. I don't care if you're at a retirement age or if you are at the point where you just you want to plan for retirement or you're getting ready to plan for retirement. Uh, these strategies are great at this moment, no matter where you're at, because there is a chance, especially if you're not retired, that you can try them before you buy them, right? Like all of these are withdrawal strategies and, but they are really lifestyle changes, right? Like how are you going to live on XYZ dollars, right? How are you going to do that? You can try these out, see which one you like best. I'm going to go over five of them today, really six, if you really boil it down, um, but I'm going to go over one's kind of the golden standard of retirement planning. Uh, so we're going to go over that, but I want to tell you this because no matter where you're at, there's a good chance that, that one of these is going to work better for you and your lifestyle and what you're mentally capable of handling. And I don't mean that in terms of like IQ or intelligence or anything like that. Just money is emotional and some strategies offer certain people a little bit more emotional support and feeling a little more confident, right? While that same strategy might not work for someone else, which is why I kind of want to give you a handful uh, of what you can choose from and how you can do just that. So if you don't like one, go try another one. If you don't like that one, go try another one. I'm giving you five, really six uh, that you can all try. So let's jump into that very first one and look at the 4% rule. So the 4% rule is, is pretty, pretty standard, right? Like pretty standard stuff. Uh, if I'm honest, uh, 4% rule has been around for a really, really, really long time. And it's, it's really, I mean, I'm not even lying when I say it is the gold standard, right? It really is the gold standard of what everybody looks at when it comes to retirement planning. So if you look at this slide and like, I'm going to talk as if, you know, we are not, or you might be listening on a podcast. And I want to talk as if you are listening to this on a podcast. So if you look at this slide, you can see that the 4% rule is simply a withdrawal strategy that pulls out a standard amount each year. Okay. So it was, it was, it's a totally a guideline on how retirees can withdraw money from retirement started um, popularized back in like the 1990s, but it's still referenced today. So it's got some validity. It's got some history to it. What the 4% rule states is that retirees can safely withdraw 4% of their retirement portfolio 
in the in each year of retirement. So the first year of retirement, they would just take 4%. And then you adjust that dollar amount based off inflation for each subsequent year. If you look at this at this slide, you can see we have 500,000 in retirement savings. You multiply that times 4%, your withdrawal amount is $20,000, okay? That's what you would start with. Year one, you're, you're at $20,000, okay? This is the reason why in previous episodes, you've heard me say that retirement is a number, not an age, right? Because if you're going to do like the 4% rule, for instance, you need, if that 500,000 is a million, you can draw out 40,000. So what you need to determine is how much do you need to live on? And that's going to tell you how much your nest egg needs to be. Okay. So if you're at, if you need a $40,000 income, well, using a 4% rule, you need to have a million dollars to be able to draw out 40 K a year. Okay. So that's kind of why I've said that it's an, it's a number, not an age. So regardless of how old you are, it's all about how much you have in retirement is when you can retire. All right. So the thinking behind this 4% rule is pretty straightforward and I'm going to give it to you because it is the golden standard. You need to understand it before we dive into the other five. That is right. This is the one that I was talking about. It's kind of a gold standard. I'm going to give you five more in addition to this. So 4% rule comes from the fact that if you drew out 4% annually, you would be able to withstand downturns in the market because of those big upswings in the market and then those kind of like normal routine years. If you think back to episodes I've done in the past, we've talked a lot about how on average the market is returning 7 to 8%. And therefore, if you think about that, if you withdrew 4% every single year, your money would still be growing 3 or 4% every year. So your, your value in your retirement account is going up even as you're pulling money out and not contributing. So think about that. Like that is the reason when people say like, oh, I can't retire because of this and this and this, like they always forget that their account's going to continue to grow unless they're taking out more than the market is returning to them, right? That's something to think about. So uh, the, the 4% rule like, has, has been around for since 1990s. People are starting to try to second guess it. Is it is it too much? Is it not enough? Whatever the case may be, there are some pros and cons of the four percent rule, but it's pretty straightforward. That's a huge pro, and and it has a history of being sustainable. So don't let anybody else kind of sway you in another direction. It does have history there. There are cons that go with it. Is that you're it's not really guaranteed to last a lifetime because you don't know what the markets are going to do. Um, and you kind of need a good estimate of what your annual income or what, what your annual expenses are. They need to be kind of stable because of the fact that if you're draw, if you need, you know, 6% this year and then 8% this year and then 2% this year, and it's kind of variable, um, it's very, that's very, very hard to work with. So remember that this is a guideline, um, but not something that you have to go by, but how it pretty much works if you look at this screen, and, and I'll try to talk through this the best I can, if you took five, if you took four percent of five hundred thousand, you would end up with twenty thousand dollars. Okay, on average, inflation we want to see inflation around two percent, but in this scenario, I'm, I put it at two point five percent, so you can just see what this kind of looks like. 
what you would do is take 2.5% of the 20,000. That's not 2.5% in addition to, and now you're taking a six and a half percent. It's not the case. You're taking two and a half percent of what you lived on last year, which in last year you lived in, lived on 20,000. This year, you're going to get a 2.5% raise. So you're going to get 20,500 the next year. The next year, you will take 20,500, give yourself another two and a half percent raise if inflation's that. If inflation's 4%, you got to give yourself a 4% raise and those type of things. Um, but anyway, you would see your withdrawal amount go up to account for the inflation that's going on. Hopefully that makes sense. But all you're doing is taking whatever that annual inflation rate was for come December. You can look at it and say, yep, uh, year over year annual, the annual inflation rate was this uh, for 2023. And you could, you could change that based off of that data point. Now, that is just one of them, probably the most common that people look at, probably the most common that people talk about, but that is just one withdrawal strategy. It's pretty straightforward, it's simple, it's easy, easy to maintain, easy, all around just easy, okay? Now, I'm going to go over five other withdrawal strategies that can help get you through retirement without busting that nest egg, okay? The first one that I'm going to go over is a, is a variation of the 4% rule. Okay. So what this one is, is a 4% rule with no inflation. Now, what does that mean? It does not mean that you're just at 4% forever. That's not what this means. What this one means is that you're going to follow the 4% rule, but if your, if your account or your, or the market does not return a positive value that year, you're not going to, um, you're not going to uh, account for inflation. So let me, let me backtrack. If you're, if you start at 500 K and you drew out 20,000 and the next year you don't have 500 K again, your accounts actually gone down in value that year. You're not going to withdraw. You're not going to take that inflation increase, right? Makes sense. So what this one would kind of look like is if you had a 500K and you took 4% that first year, that would put you at 20,000. The next year, your account value was not was not 500K. Let's just say it was 498. The next year, you're not going to take 20,500. You're just going to take 20,000 again and live on that same amount once again. And you're, any year that your account value goes down, you're going to not take the inflation. Uh, increased. You're just going to live on the same thing again. So then the next year, let's say that your account value had finally caught back up, you would take the 2.5%. If that's what inflation was, if it was 3%, you would take that. If it was 4%, you take that. If it was 1%, you take that. But you would start taking it then. So then if the next year there was another, like your account value went down again, then you would just take 20,500 again. That makes sense. So that's kind of, it's just a variation, but what it does is it keeps that when the market's not doing super hot, when inflation's kind of, um, not doing, you know, it, it's, it's kind of all over the place and it's affecting the markets or whatever rates are going crazy. Like kind of like right now, you might see your account value not go up. So you don't want to continue to take more and more out while your value is going down. That's how you run out of money. So that's just one strategy. Another strategy that you can do is uh, what we call a variable percentage withdrawal. 
okay? A variable percentage withdrawal. So what this does is it takes that same, like think about the 4% rule, just keep that in mind. A lot of these sort of have that same mindset. They just vary a little bit. Uh, this one you use percentages and you set yourself like a top and bottom like guardrail, right? So what this one kind of looks like is you're gonna use percentages to determine that top and that bottom. In this scenario, I, I did three, four, five. So on years where the market has a really good year, like let's think like 2021 timeframe, super good year, 2020, 2021, markets were just roaring, right? Just roaring, 2020 especially, just roaring. Probably could take that 5% because markets just had a phenomenal year. Next year, maybe it was just an okay year. So that next year, you're going to take 4%. This past year, maybe markets are starting to pick back up, but here in 2023, but maybe you're you're like, eh, last year, I, I should have only taken 3%. But you can just, all you're doing is saying, but depending on how the market's doing, you can set values for that. You could say, if, if the market returns 10 or more percent, I'm taking five of it right? That means my account still crew 5%. If the market returns 4%, eh, I'm just going to take my 4% or I'm going to take 3%. So my account still grew 1%, right? So you still see that growth. If you, if the, if the markets return seven, like that average, yeah, go ahead and take 4%, have the 3% left over, but you can vary those numbers. However you would like, all you're doing is sort of setting that top and that bottom guardrail and you're staying within it. You're only withdrawing enough to where your account's still growing. It's not going down as you're taking money out, but you're just getting that uh, that amount, okay, off of a percentage. And that kind of takes me into the next one. It's very similar to this. Uh, called a, I call it a floor and ceiling strategy. And what that does is it does the exact same thing. The difference is, is you're going to use dollar amounts instead of um, percentages, right? Percentages are variable in that they base it off of your account value. Um, and this one gives you like set dollar amounts, almost like a fixed rate type of guardrail. So you could say, okay, on the high end on good years, 10% or higher return in the market, I'm going to take 80 K. Um, if it, if we return like a four or 5%, I'm going to take 60 K. If we return a seven or 8%, I'm going to take 70 K and just have that 60, 70, 80 K ballpark range of how much you're going to take out each and every year. So kind of the same, right? Kind of the same. It kind of just flows that direction and allows you to vary how much money you're going to take out based off of how the market does. And that's really how you're basing these, every one of these, whether it was the, the, you know, variable percentage, the floor and ceiling strategy where you're using percentages or excuse me, the variable percentage withdrawal where you're using percentages or the floor and ceiling strategy where you're using uh, dollar amounts. All of them have to do with how the market returns. So you are adapting, you are adjusting your withdrawal strategy based on how the overall market does, right? Because how the market's doing is how far along your money's going to take you take itself, right? It's going to be how far into retirement that money's going to get you. So the whole goal here is to make sure that you're not taking out more than your account can withstand. You don't want to start seeing that value decrease. If you save up to a million dollars, and that's the, that's, I'm telling you, that's the mind blowing thing that people don't think about. 
is that if you save up to a million dollars, there's not a point in your life that you should have less than a million dollars if you withdraw correctly. If you withdraw correctly, a lot of times people will start to live lavishly. They will go outside of the the realms of how much they can afford in retirement, things of that nature. What you need to do is pick out your number, pick out a strategy first, figure out like which one of these do you like are is easiest for you? Because I'm trying to think about it to me, like me personally, I haven't even gone over four and five yet, but I'm going to go to four and five. Don't worry. But to me, like the variable percentage is like super fun to me. Like like that's my favorite. That's my favorite. And it's not that it's like better or worse than any of the other ones. It's just cool to me because you get to watch the market and it can, and you can be like, go, 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 go. You got it. You got it. Because like, if the market does great, you get to take 5% or you can like keep up with the market. I don't know. Like I like money. I like markets. I like watching these things. I like you know, watching how the, how the market's returning, how like the news is affecting people's emotions and they're selling and they're buying and they're all the, like, it's fun to me. So if I'm doing variable percentage withdrawal, I'm cheering that market on, like I'm getting after it. And then all of a sudden it does, it tanks. And then I'm like, oh man, I gotta take 3% this year. And now I get to have fun and like living on 3% because the market like just wasn't, you know, favorable to me last year. Like that's fun to me. I don't know why it might be crazy, but that's fun to me. So I don't know which one's more fun to you. Like I don't, I really don't, but like when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, man, like that variable percentage is just, just so much fun looking to me. So I I don't know. Um, but maybe four or five is better for you. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, so four and five is so four, I'll go to that one next is the cash flow matching. Okay. Cash flow matching. What that one does is you're going to forecast uh, a year of expenses. So think about that as a lot of your expenses are steady. A lot of your expenses are not changing. You got, um, hopefully if you're retiring, you've paid off your house. Hopefully, uh, some people don't, I would encourage you to work until you can get that house paid off your biggest expense. Most people spend, and I like to keep people around 30% when I'm working with them. Um, but people spend between 20 and 40% of their income on their housing. Okay. You've got to get rid of that cost. Cause when a lot of people look at these numbers, they see, you know, how can I ever live on 40,000? Well, if you take out that, the 30 and 40% you're paying for your house, 40,000 is a lot easier to live on. I'm telling you, right? Think about that lot easier to live on. 40K is so much easier. So I say that because if you can get rid of that house payment and then determine how much do you need to live on, it makes us a lot easier. So when we think about those like common expenses, you should be coming up with like, okay, I spend this much in food a month. This is how much my utilities are. This is how much my gas is. This is how how much my insurance is, my health insurance, my, you know, my medical, my dental, my all that my um, car insurance, things, those things that I need, right? Those things that I need at this point, you shouldn't be paying for like a life insurance or anything like that. Like you should be self-insured. You're retired and you have plenty of money, right? So your, 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 your expenses should be pretty steady state, but then what you need to forecast is, okay, I want to go visit the grandkids. I want to go visit my kids. I want to go visit, uh, you know, Jamaica. I want to go visit uh, Hawaii. I want to go visit, you know, 
Ireland. I want to go wherever, right? Like I have this like passion to go to Ireland. I don't know when I'm going to go. I need to talk to my wife, figure out when we're going to go to Ireland. I really want to go to Ireland. But um, there's like this, this idea that, that you, you need to have some fun in there. I want to go play golf. I want to go um, travel to, to this place. And I want to go, I have a hobby for mountain biking. I want to buy a new mountain bike this year. Like I want to do this and that, like, like, what do you want to do? And then forecast that. Now, what that determines is how much money you're going to need to live. So strategy four is all about planning that out and then withdrawing how much you need to spend on those things, right? Now, once you determine that amount, I would still challenge you to look and see how much can you, what percent of that is your retirement nest egg? I would still do that. But maybe it's like, it's like a, an opposite approach where you say, this is how much I need to spend. And that's all you, you don't look at it from like a percentage base. Like, oh, I have this much to spend, right? You're like pre-planning saying, this is what I need to live. And then you can start to cut costs if you need to, if you're taking out too much. Um, but it's just a different way to look at it. And, and, and I'm throwing this out there as a different strategy because of the fact of it's a, it's a mindset thing. Some people would look at, oh, I, I have 4%, so I can spend 30K. But what if you could only, live, like if you would have not known you had 30K and you just started writing down what you needed and you only needed to spend 25, you could have saved 5,000, right? So that's kind of the mindset here. Just a, a little bit different, but all in all, just another strategy to uh, hopefully help you think about how you're going to retire. And then the last one's a little different, uh, but it's all about required minimum distributions. At age 72, you're required on all of your uh, traditional retirement accounts, um, you're required to start withdrawing money out of them, okay? This is a predetermined amount that IRS has a worksheet you can go fill out. I pulled this one just as like a, it was off of a, um, off of a, a website that just does like a calculation. I don't know how accurate it is. I wasn't going to go through a whole, whole entire worksheet fill out for the simple fact that there's varying scenarios in there and your scenario might be different. So this is just, uh, the RMD for a 72 year old with a million dollars in retirement at a minimum, they need to withdraw $36,496. What you could do is just start to withdraw that earlier, right? You could just, so strategy five is just the minimum distribution strategy. You could just go ahead and determine what that minimum distribution is and go ahead and start withdrawing it. Um, the biggest thing here is that a lot of times people have trouble uh, sometimes living on this much. It can be a little less sometimes uh, than, than many, but it should be fairly close to a good number to retire on. Think about what I told you before, um, sort of that 4% rule of a million dollars would have put you at about 40K, right? So if you think back to that and you put that here, you're just under that 40K, right? Of the 4%. So you're a little less than 4% uh, for the 36,000. So just another strategy out there, not one you have to choose, just another strategy to think about so that you can all of a sudden uh, have a good idea of, of how you can start to think about how you're going to retire. So the best thing about all of this is that there are so many strategies that you can choose from. 
there's so many strategies and we've discussed many of those. And the bit, the, the biggest thing to remember is that it was, you've got to be smart about retirement. You have to be smart about the money that's in there. You have to be strategic about the money that's in there because when that money is gone and your working years are over, that can be very, very hard to think about how you're going to make it through the rest of your years, right? 4% rule serves as a great starting point. I went over it. I showed it to you. It's a great starting point. It really is. There are many ways to get through retirement and the 4% rule is, is, a, is kind of the golden standard of them. There's all these variations out there, but even when I was going through these five, you can see that a lot of it still had that 4% rule like nuance to it, right? Because of the fact that it is kind of what everybody's building everything off of. Uh, there's other ways, and they're really just emotional or mental ways of thinking about the 4% that people just resonate better with. But think about this, and as, as I sort of close this up, I, I do want to say this. You've got to remember that planning is the biggest part of retirement. It is. And it's also the biggest part of retirement that I see missed. Many, many, many let their retirement years just sneak up on them. Like you got to plan for it because if you let, if you let it sneak up on you and you never actually plan for it, you will have a tough retirement. You will be reacting. You will have to think about where your dollars are going. You won't be able to just live. So I challenge you to really be, really be deliberate in your retirement planning because it will make your retirement golden years actually golden. Okay. So remember that these are strategies. There are lifestyle changes. So if you could think about, okay, like think about this, here's just an example of how you could try this before you buy it. Right. Think about this Think about, Okay. I'm going to strive to hit $1 million, right? I'm going to strive to hit $1 million. Uh, I'm going to first pay off my house. Right. And then as I'm like getting close, like 50, 55, I'm going to, I'm going to strive to have a million dollars and I'm going to try out the 4% rule for one year. So while I'm still working, I'm only going to live on 40 K, right? I'm only going to live on 40 K and I'm going to try that out the next year. I'm like, okay, I really like that variable. You know, I, I like to do the variable percentage withdrawal. I want to watch the market and I want to, I wanted to have some fun with this thing. So then you start saying, okay, I have a million dollars. Now I'm going to use this variable percentage rate and take three, four or 5%, depending on how the market returns. And I'll start to, to line those up and see how I like it, right? See how I like it. Try it for two years, man. I might get a five and a 4%, right? Uh, but just testing those things out. Awesome ways to just try it out to see if you like it, but you got to, you got to plan it. You got to figure out what's best for you and then rock with it. Okay. Now, if you are ready to take control of your finances or you just, or maybe you're at retirement age and you're like, I, I kind of just need help. Like now getting involved in one of these strategies, I need now to be a part of one of these strategies. Well, look no further. You can head over to the and hit book now in the middle of the screen. And I can get you hooked up with me for a free consultation to go over what the best strategy and package is for you so that we can get you some personal financial coaching to help you get on the right retirement plan that works best for your situation. In addition, if you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, you can head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. Okay. Totally, totally 
every single dollar goes back to the stream uh, just to continue to improve the content and make it better for more and more listeners. Finally, I do want to say thank you so much for watching today. I truly appreciate everyone that tunes in each and every week, whether it be on podcast or Facebook or YouTube or Meta, whatever they call it now. I truly appreciate it. If you could just go ahead and subscribe to the video, subscribe to the channel, let everyone know how much you're learning from the financial mirror, comment on the video, share the video with those that you love so that we can continue to grow and educate ourselves around personal finances to make better personal finance decisions. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.